Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Very quickly, I'm going to start this episode with a story. Then when I'm done with the story, we can go on to, I can go on to talk to you about the title and what it is the Lord is talking to me about. So there was this lady, her name, um, her name is, or was, Tamar. Tamar was Absalom's sister. They had the same father and the same mother. And there was a man, Amnon. Amnon was half-brother to both Absalom and Tamar. They had the same father, but different mothers. So, Amnon said in his heart that he was yearning for the touch of Tamar. He wanted her so badly. These feelings began to grow inside of him. So much so that he had to confide in a friend of his, Jonadab. And the Bible referred to him as a clever friend. In these terms, I would also say cunning. So, Amnon spoke to his friend and told him about his feelings for Tamar. And you know, in this time, I will say, oh, that's a good feeling that you know Amnon is in love. But unfortunately, Tamar was his half-sister. But while he was troubled deep in his heart, he asked Jonadab for assistance. And Jonadab looked at him asked him what's wrong with you he said I am in love with Tamar I want Tamar so badly I don't know what to do to get her so Jonadab told him and said you know what I'm going to give you an idea why not go to your room to your house and act like you're sick then tell your father the king to send Tamar to you to help you make bread And then he thought about it. That's a good idea. So he feigned sickness, told his, sent his servants to his father. And his father sent Tamar to him, just as planned. Everything went smoothly. So Tamar being Amnon's sister, didn't think that there was a problem. Tamar kneaded the dough, baked the bread, and offered her brother to eat. But Amnon said, Why give me this food from afar? Come, sit beside me, and let me eat from your own hands. And Tamar said, Okay. She took the bread, sat beside her brother, and began to feed him. And as she did, Amnon grabbed her, and forced his way into her. He did what he wanted to do, even though she was pleading. She said, Amnon, please don't rape me. This kind of thing does not occur in Israel. It will be a disgraceful thing for it to be heard even from the house of the king. 
but Amnon was too carried away with his feelings and didn't care about anything that Tamar said. He went on, had his way with her, and was done. And guess what? Right after he was done, Amnon felt hatred for Tamar. As in, he hated her so much so that it was more than the love he felt for her. Or more like the lost he felt for her. And what happened? She went away. The king heard what had happened. But because he loved Amnon too much, he didn't take out justice on Amnon. But Absalom, oh Absalom, the brother. You know how brothers can be these days. Absalom was mad and took his time. And a few months later, Absalom went to tell the king, Oh, I'll be taking care of the sheep in the field. Could you come with me? You know, as by the son of the king. And king said, no, why should we bother you? Don't let us be a burden to you. We're not going to go with you to the field while you share the ships. And he said, okay, if you won't come with me, can you tell my brother Amnon to come? And the king said, sure, sure. You know, forgetting all that had happened, thinking that Tamar was was okay, you know, she will be better now, everybody was fine. He said, sure, Amnon can go with you. And while Amnon was on his way there, Absalom told his servants, you, I want you to be on the lookout. As soon as you see Amnon, seize him and kill him. And that they did. Now you see the funny thing about the story. The funny thing about the story is Amnon died. But Jonadab, who helped with the plan to rape Tamar, was very much alive and doing fine. That even when a message was delivered to the king that his princes had died, they probably wanted to make him believe that Absalom and Amnon had died. Jonadab was the one who went to tell the king, no, it's just Amnon who died. So don't be worried. It's just Amnon. And that was not enough to console the king because like, you know, like we all said, like it was said before, the king loved Amnon so much. That's why he didn't even take out justice on Amnon for sleeping with his sister or for raping his sister. But God raised up another judge in Absalom. And Absalom sorted out the issue. Now, where am I getting to with this? What am I trying to say? The topic for today is lust of the flesh. Lust of the flesh. Sexual desire. I already told you in the last episode that lust is a strong desire to possess something. 
And so I did, I did breaking free from loss part one, which had to do with the loss of the eyes, desiring things, desiring things. But today I'm talking loss of the flesh and pride of life. You see, the loss of the eyes and the loss of the flesh is what leads you towards the pride of life. What's actually the pride of life? Pride of life is when man has looked at himself and has begun to see himself more than what he actually is. You're looking forward to becoming more like a God, filled with power. The world we live in today is causing this craze in people. People want to be domineering, you know? They want to, they want power, but sometimes they don't even realize it that the reason why they want power is for them to oppress people. So you want the house, you want the cars, you want everything. You want the luxury of women of all shapes and sizes. Why? To boost your ego to boost your pride to be able to tell people do you know who I am do you know who you're talking to do you know that with just one phone call I can destroy you and turn you to a nobody in fact people will look for you and they won't find you people don't know that when they desire possessions, this is actually what they're desiring, power. And we know the power intoxicates. But look, I want you to know something today. The Bible says that all power belongs to God. All power. Whether it's the one under the earth, the one on the earth, or the power in the heavens, all power belongs to God so you can struggle all you want you can act powerful all you want the most powerful is the God who is seated on the throne of of heaven the creator of the heavens and the earth when the Lord created men he said be fruitful and multiply dominate the earth he told us man to be fruitful and multiply dominate the earth and when he said dominate the earth what did he say he said the birds of the air the fishes of the sea and every creeping thing that scurries on the land where did it ever mention that man should dominate man Because people think it's an oppressive kind of thing. But that's not the will of God for man. Man was created to love man. To show what it means to love God. You know, the Bible says that how can you say you love God when you do not love your brother whom you see? That's why the Lord is teaching us today. All these things, unnecessary passion. There's a spirit, an evil spirit behind all of this. When you get mad, the doctors will say there's one chemical 
that your body's pumping up. That's why it's hard to stop anger. But the Spirit of the Lord has told us that if you could use self-control with His grace, all of this, all of this can be cured or settled. Just take a step back. Slow down. I read the other day on the internet that a boy killed his older brother out of anger because his brother drank his soda. And so he didn't know when he got mad and used a knife to stab his brother. Think about this. Or is it fathers now who are sleeping with their daughters because they can't control their urge? The devil puts this thought inside of you and you begin to run with it. You begin to run with it. Now, there is something that I have come to realize. That when Satan uses you and you execute what he has set before you, the plans that he has set before you, you realize that after you're done and you have been caught, it's either you're filled with regrets and you do not know how you got here or... You look at yourself and you say, look, at the end of the day, the deed has been done. What else can I do if not take the punishment for what I have done? Who's your father? Where will you end up? Look, Satan, as a roaring lion, is seeking whom he may devour. Satan is nobody's friend. Nobody's friend. He doesn't want to come and make friends with you and tell you, oh, he has good thoughts for you. No. The reason why relationship with Satan feels good is because he encourages you. He encourages you to do the things that your flesh wants. He tells you how you can cover your tracks and it feels good. What's wrong? If you're in love with somebody, why not just show it? After all, love is love. Now I'm a girl who's in love with a girl. And the enemy is telling me, what's wrong with that? Love is love. Does God really understand how you feel? This same God who in the beginning created Adam and Eve and told them, be fruitful and multiply. You think God did not know the process by which Adam and Eve were going to multiply? God created sex for both enjoyment and reproduction. Satan didn't create sex. He did not. It was God who created sex. So for you to want to make sex now a bad and vulgar thing, is because of the way it has been used. The world is so decayed now. I don't know if people forget so easily. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed because of sexual immorality. That even when the angels came to save Lot and his family 
from the impending doom that was to come, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah still said, Lord, give these people to us that we may sleep with them. That's how decayed it was back then. And the Lord destroyed them. The Lord is watching and he's seen everything now. We now live in a society where drag queens are being celebrated. Men being transformed to women are being celebrated. Men loving men, having sex with men. Women having sex with women, even to the point of getting married. And ministers of the Lord are uniting them either in the church or wherever it is that they go to, to be united. That's how decayed our society is right now. We need to take precaution. We need to take serious precaution. People say like it was only in the days of old that the world was admonished to stay away from sin, to stay away from sexual immorality. I'm going to read you something that Paul said to the Roman church. And understand this. One of the problems of the Romans too was the problem of sexual sin. Because I noticed while reading the book of Romans, every time Paul spoke to them, he told them, stay away from sexual immorality and the worship of idols. That's how you know that their problem was sex and idolatry. Sexual immorality and idolatry. Look, there's a good way for everything. Satan just wants you to take it to a next level. I'm going to be reading from Romans chapter 1, verse 24. I'll read both 24 to 27. Therefore God gave, God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. The lust of their hearts. That's, I don't know. Let me just finish reading it. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their loss for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. At the end of the day, say all you want. God is going to visit you according to your deeds. Now, God looked at the thoughts 
of man. He looked at the hearts of man. Who? The Bible says the heart of a man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? If not for the one who, who created it. So it is only God himself who can see the heart of a man. This is why I constantly tell everyone, draw nigh to God that he may draw nigh to you. So that whenever there is problem coming, the Lord will speak to you. He will speak to your heart. When we do not give God a chance to talk to us during our prayer session, how is he going to give you revelation? You give God five minutes of your time, you do all the talking, and then you walk away. When is God going to tell you that this handsome fellow you are following is actually a beast? Or this beautiful sister that you see and you like is actually a snake? Because you see, God loves his children so much. And yes, bad things also happen. But I thank God for his grace that is sufficient for us. But because God loves you, his plan is to deliver you if we will listen and take or follow his instructions. All these Bible verses that I'm reading out here or I'm listing here, I will put them in the description box and I hope you, re you read them. Because we have to be at alert. I'll tell you a short story just to let you know that there's an evil spirit behind all of this lost. I met a lady one time at a point in my life. I think I've shared this story before, but I'll say it again. And she began to tell me of how she became a lesbian, how she started this journey. Because right now she dresses like a boy, even though she hasn't had any of, you know, these, um, whatever it is done. She hasn't been transformed. She's just a girl who likes to dress like a boy. And she spoke to me and told me about her journey to becoming a lesbian. I listened. She kept me on the phone for hours and hours, but I patiently listened. And I told her, see, at the end of the day, if you truly call yourself a child of God, this is one thing you can never do. You can never accept the wrong and say that because that's how you feel and because you know that God loves you so, that means he just wants you to be like that. It is this same God who has said here that his children went against the natural and for this he punished them according to their error. So how can you allow the devil deceive you and tell you that it is okay to just be like the way your feelings tell you that you are. So this lady told me her story. I listened. Do you know over a few days after, I felt like there were spirits hovering around me and constantly speaking in my ears and telling me that I was in love with this lady. I was in love with this lady. 
thoughts flowing all over my head uncomfortable spirits i will sit in my car and it seems like someone is right there telling me you're in love with her you're in love with her just call her give her a call tell her how you feel tell her how you feel i'm like i don't feel any way towards her i am a mother of four children with the husband i do not feel any way towards her but the enemy tried he kept going but you see when you know god i went back and i submitted this issue to my father prayed to god and i told him that i know this is not of him it is of the devil the liar and the lord delivered me so some of you will have one or two discussions with lesbians and homosexuals and then you begin to feel inside of you that oh i think this is what i am i think this is what i am that's a lie from the pit of hell if you give satan a step he will take a mile and a mile over so if you allow that thought begin to grow inside of you before you know anything it will bear fruits but let me give you a good news you're not too far gone that the lord cannot deliver you you're not too far gone that the lord cannot deliver you our lord is a great and mighty god and he's ever merciful ever forgiving It is in all these ways that Satan tries to hold us captive. But the Lord has told us, I did not come to condemn the world. I came to save the world. The Lord said, I come before you. I said before you life and death. Choose life. How do you choose life? Jesus says if you want to follow me you will have to take up your cross daily. What does that mean? Deny yourself daily. Deny yourself. Fight for the love of your father. You're a married woman. This cute guy comes before you. He's fine, he's built, he's everything. And then you think of your husband who is at home. But you say no. This is what I want and Satan feeds you. Look at him. He's handsome. He is cute. Have you heard the way he talks? Oh, when he talks his words just melt your heart. Mommy, please get up. Get up. Wake up. And do not allow Satan deceive you. because at the end of the day this is just going to destroy a beautiful family ruin the future of your children let us wake up let us rise up you have to fight think about your husband fight for your marriage think about your children fight for them fight for your relationship with god I pray that the Lord will give us understanding because there's a lot that I can't say 
There's a lot I would love to say. Lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh, the pride of life. You will not be an oppressor in Jesus' name. Many of them look at their end. Look at Hitler. He died. He died. I pray that the Lord will deliver us. You, who is just an MD in one company, and you want to use your position to ruin people's lives. May the Lord deliver us in Jesus' name. I pray that that oppressive and domineering spirit that the enemy has put inside of you, the Lord will deliver you from it in Jesus' name. In this season, as God is calling on all his children to get rid of all these habits that does not glorify him, from pride to anger to unforgiveness, even envy, I pray that you will allow yourself to be delivered from every evil that Satan has set before you. Every plan, every seed that the enemy has sown inside of you, I command it today to be uprooted in the name of Jesus. You are delivered, you are set free, and the word of the Lord that can never be broken, I speak over your life today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope the Lord gives you the grace to listen to other episodes that I have uploaded. Have a good day. Stay blessed. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Bye-bye.